weird, obscure, impossibly unsafe. Welcome to episode 10. We're 10th episode. We're right in the middle of the spookiest season of the year. And my birthday season, and, baby. Yeah, Jake's oh, birthday on. Do you have an October birthday? I do. Yeah. Do you, so, we Do you are, like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> It, it very, makes me like op- October. It was very oh. kind of you to ask that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, what's your name? <laughs> I'm Jacob. Oh. I'm Anna Marie. My wife. I'm Melissa or Helissa during this Halloween season. <laughs> and this is weird, obscure, and possibly unsafe. And we are doing uh, name intros because we just realized in all of our episodes, we never introduce our names. So we figured, you know, if new listeners are jumping in uh, or even if you've been listening to this this whole time and have never known who is speaking, we would just quickly introduce ourselves. You know what? Good, good. We are 10 episodes in. Now we feel like we know them. They know us. We can finally be on a first name basis exactly we're all friends here yes yeah and it is spooky season what is going on this spooky season with you with me yes oh um i mean more and more pumpkins popping up in here collecting more candy which is supposed to be giving to children but i've been eating it yes um, <laughs> um uh been wandering around target a lot and just looking at all their decorations I, we were just at Target. It's it's so entrancing, but it's like, but I'm not going to pay $35 for this weird haunted phone. <laughs> but I will play with it for a few minutes. <laughs> what about you, Anna Marie? Um, yeah, I mean, pumpkins, pumpkins galore in this place. You know that, Jake. Yes. You know that well. Um, and also, we have created a movie list uh of spooky halloween movies to watch before the big day yes. halloween Ooh, the big day the big day <laughs> it's the biggest day of the year for me so yeah oh i have a list too but i want to hear some things from your list well so jake and i decided to divide the list so i chose six he chose six we'll choose another one later and then yeah. who chose the other six? Oh wait it's 12 no we we're adding <laughs> up to 13 yeah like the 13 days of Halloween, that kind of dealio. Um, so very quickly, a couple on my list include, I got to watch Halloween every single year. That's just a must. That's a um, given. Yes. Um, in addition to Hocus Pocus. Um, but then I was just, you know, wanted to pick a couple others I haven't seen before. I have never seen American Werewolf in London, which makes me sad. Oh, yeah, you never see ha- it. Yeah, I just, it was never available anywhere. So now it is. Um so we're going to watch that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Halloween 3. Yeah. Is that H2O? That's no. Halloween like <laughs> no. seven, 6, 5. Um, I want to say like 8. I can't remember for sure. But okay. yeah, that one. Was that the? We won't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. I also got uh, Aliens. I've never seen Aliens, in plural. And I've never seen Army of Darkness. So I'm looking Wait, for- Aliens and not Alien? Yeah, I've seen Alien. I have not seen Aliens, the 
That's the sequel. Oh, okay. And uh, Army of Darkness. I'm looking oh, forward to that one. Yeah. <laughs> Which we saw I, together, Melissa. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel theater. like we watched, I watched that pretty recently, feels mm. like. Yeah. That was in the before times, I think. Yeah. <laughs> before, yeah. Um, so that's what's been going on here. Jake, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add? Well, spooky season at Cinepunks means that it's Cineween. Yes. Which uh, is basically, they, they like release a new piece of content every day. And by the time this comes out, it may be the case that my article for Cinepunks on Aleister Crowley, UFOs, and uh, ultra terrestrials may be out. Yeah. So, and if you're really curious about that and it's not out, you can go listen to episode one to hear what I have to say about it. Neat. And now I'm thinking back, <laughs> Anna Marie, Halloween 3 is Season of the Witch. How yes. much of a dunce am I to mix that up? Sorry, Jake. I want to hear more about Cineween. No, that's it. That's it. No, okay. that's it. That's it. Yeah. Sweet. So lots, lots going on. Lots of fun stuff to celebrate this joyous time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. This episode, I, th- I I predict, I hope, will be significantly shorter than previous episodes. Um, and why is that? Because they were too long. <laughs> they, were, they were too long and too, uh, there was just too much. And even when we were recording them, by the time we got to the third person, we were so exhausted that we couldn't do it justice. Yeah. I keep those energy levels up throughout yeah. the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if we, if, so now what we're going to do is take one person per episode and they're going to deliver their story and, and the other people will react and interject and et cetera. We'll do, we'll do what we normally do, but just one story instead of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man, the pressure's on today. I know. I know, especially for you, Melissa. You're ah! the first yeah. one up. I used to feel I used to feel uh, comforted because I knew if my story is bad, at least the other stories might be good and the episode will be okay. Mm-hmm. But now, Melissa, if your story sucks, this whole episode sucks. Oh. Don't be bad, Melissa. So don't be oh, bad. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you'll be great. I know what your topic is. And I don't know much about it, but I'm excited. And I know you're going to do a fantastic job. Oh, thanks. That was really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to, you know, be supportive. I guess so I'd feel supported. Today, for this Halloween-y episode, we are talking about the story of Stingy Jack, also known as Jack the Smith, Drunk Jack, Flaky Jack, and Jack of the Lantern. And yes, I wrote all those O's in my notes. (laughs) Thorough. I like it. So my sources are Wikipedia... Um, a 2014 boston.com news article by justine hoffer and a history.com article um all right so before getting into the jack jack of the lantern um i want to first talk about sam hain which is the gaelic festival marking the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter um or the darker half of the year 
um, has Celtic pagan origins, and it's known to be a time when cattle were brought back down from summer pastures and when livestock were slaughtered for winter. So um, I thought that was interesting because it's like a time of death. It's also a time of um, transition and also a transition into a, a darker part of the year. Um, it is known as a liminal time when the boundary between this world and the other world could be more easily crossed. So spirits or fairies could more easily come into our world. Um, so <laughs> when I was reading about Sam Hain, I just felt like I kept reading it in Dean's voice from Supernatural. Um, <laughs> so I just looked it up to see if it like came up at all or if it was just a figment of my imagination. Um, so I found this quote. Um, actually, Sam says this. So, quote, Dean, Sam Hain is the damn order. Orbit- <laughs> Let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, here is my supernatural quote, um, and this is Sam Winchester saying it. Dean, Sam Hain is the damn origin of Halloween. The Celts believe that October 31st was the one night of the year when the veil was thinnest between the living and the dead. It was Sam Hain's night. And apparently, this is me speaking now, apparently um, Sam Hain is like a character or like a demon, which is not really the case, I think, in the real folklore. Um, I don't know, Anna Marie. You've seen. Is it a guy named Sam? Sam Hain? Like, <laughs> my name's Hain. Sam Hain. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, I no, I don't know. I don't remember um, specifically, but I do. I do remember Sam Hain kind of being personified in mm-hmm. some way, which Supernatural does a lot. So no surprise yeah, yeah. there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was kind of cool because he's like. <laughs> He's like some like devil demon creature. All right. So during Samhain, people had feasts and left offerings of food and drink outside for the spirits. It was thought that the souls of the dead revisit homes seeking that hospitality and the souls of the dead were beckoned to attend the feast and people often set a place at their table for them. So this is just kind of the origin of like the time of um, or even just kind of some background of where this um the folklore behind Stingy Jack or our Jack of the Lantern um, comes from. As the story goes, several centuries ago, amongst a myriad of towns and villages in Ireland, there lived a drunkard known as Stingy Jack. Jack was known throughout the land as a deceiver, a manipulator, and an otherwise dredge on society. On a fateful night, Satan overheard the tale of Jack's evil deeds and silver tongue which I don't know what silver tongue means. Is that just being deceitful? I'll look it up. All right, thank you. Unconvinced and envious of the rumors, the devil went to find out for himself whether or not Jack lived up to his vile reputation. My browser just crashed. Okay, we don't need it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll never know what that silver tongue means. Ah, okay. (laughs) Listeners, email us. A tendency to be eloquent and persuasive in speaking. Mm. Oh, sneaky Jack. All right. Typical of Jack, he was drunk and wandering through the countryside at night when he came upon a body on his cobblestone path. It's not really a body. It's a body of a, like a, a figure of a person, cre- creature thing. The body, with an eerie grimace on its face, turned out to be Satan. Jack realized somberly this was his end. 
Oh, that's... This was Jack's end or Satan's end? Oh, that's a good question. I, I mean, according to Wikipedia, so, his. Great, great, great. <laughs> ambiguous. Perfect. Yes. Satan had finally come to collect his malevolent soul, Jack's malevolent soul. So Jack made a last request. He said, he asked Satan to let him drink ale before he departed to Hades. Finding no reason not to acquiesce the request, Satan took Jack to the local pub and supplied him with many alcoholic beverages. And I don't know why Satan did this, but he did. He's, Upon- a, he's a good guy, really. I mean, he's reasonable, really. Hmm. You know? Do you think, like, your last request, he kind of, like, gives you your last meal type of thing? He's like, well, give me one request. I'll grant it. You want KFC? You got it. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Why is it KFC? <laughs> John Wayne Gacy Jr. Oh, oh that was his final, oh. final meal. I thought it was someone famous. Yeah, it was like that and strawberries. Anyway, <clears throat> that's unrelated. It's it's super related, Anthony. <laughs> um, okay. okay. Upon quenching his thirst, Jack asked Satan to pay the tab on the ale. Much to Satan's surprise. He was like, hey, I gave you this extra time to drink all this ale, but you got to pay your own bill. Wow, Which is weird if he's going to be dead. Just leave. Yeah. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So with his silver tongue, Jack convinced Satan to metamorphose, metamorphosize into a silver coin which, with which to pay the bartender. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? So Satan is like a transformer and like, tra- and like literally like, like, morphs into a quarter mm-hmm. Sam is so or, dumb. Uh, or um jack is so like convincing he convinces the devil to turn into a coin to pay his his beer tab wow, wow. does that mean that like i could have used satan to do my laundry like yes but i think there's some consequences and we're about to find out <laughs> okay oh, great. okay is it worth it to use satan to to uh, operate your coin laundry machine. yeah to pay your debts we're gonna find out here satan did so impressed upon by jack's unyielding nefarious tactics i did not put in all these big words they are throughout shrewdly jack stuck the now transmorgified transmogrified satan never ever have i said that word before (laughs) um the now transmogrified satan in parentheses coin into his pocket which also contained a crucifix Uh uh-oh satan looks like Uh, you forgot to check something damn yeah tricky tricky jack the crucifix's presence kept satan from escaping his form this coerced Satan to agree to Jack's demand. In exchange for Satan's freedom, he had to spare Jack's soul for 10 years. And when I read this part, this reminded me of like that Crossroads episode, Anna Marie, when you were talking about all those deals with the devil. Yeah. So sounds very similar for sure. Yeah. 10 years later to the date when Jack originally struck his deal, he naturally found himself once again in Satan's presence. Jack happened upon Satan in the same setting as before, and he seemingly accepted it was his time to go to Hades for good. 
predictions, guys. Do you think he's going to go quietly? I think he's going to use his silver tongue to lick his way out. (laughs) (laughs) What is he licking? I don't want to know. Never mind. As Satan prepared to take him to hell, Jack asked if he could have just, you know, one measly apple to feed his starving belly. He's just a poor man who needs an apple before going to Hades. What a dumb last meal. I know, right? What about the KFC? (laughs) (laughs) Not that creative, apparently. As Satan climbed up the branches of a nearby apple tree, Jack I don't know. Apparently, Jack convinced Satan to climb up the tree for him. I missed this Satan, part before. Satan sounds like a really good boyfriend. I He's just into Jack. That's all. He's like, just come back to my apartment with me. Yeah. <laughs> I've got so much stuff down there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, where was I? <laughs> Foolishly, Satan once again agreed to this request. As Satan climbed up the branches of a nearby apple tree, Jack surrounded its base with crucifixes. Ah, he fell for it again. Damn. Satan, frustrated at the fact that he had been entrapped again, demanded his release. As Jack did before, he made a demand that his soul never be taken by Satan into Hades. Satan agreed, and he was set free. Wow. What a weird Tinder date. <laughs> so is that... Oh, is... there's more. Sorry, I just need to... Oh, okay. okay. That's the episode. That's <laughs> um, okay. Eventually, the drinking took its toll on Jack and he died. Flaky Jack's soul prepared to enter heaven through the gates of St. Peter. I, assuming that's a thing. Uh, but he was stopped and... But he was stopped. (laughs) He was stopped. And Jack was told by God that because of his sinful lifestyle of deceitfulness and drinking, he was not allowed into heaven. That's a bummer. Um. Yeah. Jack then went down to the gates of hell and begged for admission into the underworld. Satan, fulfilling his obligation to Jack, could not take his soul. Banished from heaven and hell, Jack was condemned to a never-ending night. Jack asked how he could see where to go, um, how he would see where he needs to go because he had no light. And Satan mockingly tossed him a burning coal to light his way. Jack carved out one of his turnips, which were his favorite food, apparently, um, and put the coal inside and began endlessly wandering the earth for a resting place. He became known as Jack of the Lantern or Jack O'Lantern. His only light source, a piece of burning coal sitting inside a carved turnip. And by turnip, apparently back in the day, that was really a rutabaga, but they called them turnips. So that's the story of Jack, (laughs) Jack of the Lantern. (laughs) And now we're done. Um, Can I I just cut in real quick? Yeah. Have you ever seen um, a turnip carved with a face? Oh, yes. There's a picture on the drive terrifying they're so scary we will have to post this picture <laughs> okay. um on instagram and with this episode because i put a really creepy one on the drive if you're able to go see it um but it's probably the one you're thinking of that looks yeah. like shriveled human head it looks um, it looks incredibly terrifying and very upsetting yeah yeah, yeah. 
All right. So that is our boy, Jack. Um, and to add on to that, I kind of want to talk about guising during Samhain. Um, and you guys being like having knowing anything about Philadelphia, know about mumming. And I yeah. did before moving there. And I don't know if everyone would know that, but. The um, mummers, baby. Yeah. yeah. There's an entire like channel that you can pick up on like antennas here that literally it's like a local channel in Philadelphia that just plays footage from mummers parades like 24 seven. What? That is insane. Why? <laughs> Who's watching it? I don't know why. And the other thing is it looks like it's from a camcorder. Like it doesn't, it's not good video. <laughs> it's not like TV footage. That. It's like someone's personal. We should explain what mummers are. Yeah. Oh yes, please do. Cause I couldn't. I mean, I don't, I don't know like any of the like history or symbolism or anything behind it, but basically, it's like groups of like marching bands that um, dress in like really like elaborate costumes and and uh, play like really sort of festive music and have like some dancing and stuff going on. If you're in Philly, you can go to the Mummers Museum to learn more. Which fun fact. I looked into their space for our wedding (laughs) to hold our reception and quickly noped out of that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because there were just lots of strange things just looking at you. So, yeah. um, But yeah, that's available Hmm. for anyone who wants to know more. (laughs) Well, the only information I have about mumming and guising um are related to sam hain so yeah tell, I, me, tell us that because i i feel like i feel like we just see the really weird like vestigial like traditions that sort of live on but cut off from their like roots you know and the yeah. weird mummers tv uh, channel and uh, yeah <laughs> basically tell tell me how it came to be that there's 24 7 footage of mummers parades happening on on public tv you know, I think that's a mystery that cannot be solved. I don't think it comes from anywhere. It just is. Um, okay, let me tell you about Sam Hain and the mumming and the guising. Um, so mumming and guising were part of the festival of Sam Hain. Um, people would go to door to door in costume or disguise, reciting verses in exchange for food. So this might relate to how like they're doing chants, they're doing dances in the mummers parade um vaguely there's probably a lot more history related to that part but um i'm specifically talking about what we kind of call like trick-or-treating if you've ever heard of it i once or twice okay so the history of mumming and guising relating to samhain um so they are part of the festival of samhain so people would go door-to-door in costume or disguise reciting verses in exchange for food so that's what we kind of call uh if you ever heard of it (laughs) (laughs) trick-or-treating sorry i was stalling a little bit i didn't know if you guys were muted so no but like kids kids don't recite i'm assuming you mean bible verses Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to Oh, eat. you mean verses just like verses like, like songs rhymes. and rhymes? Okay, mm-hmm. that makes more sense. I, I thought maybe it's just because we started teaching youth group recently, but like when when you said they're reciting verses, I was like, You're telling me like they were literally doing doing like Bible drills? 
like in to the get beginning, candy. God made the heavens and the earth. <laughs> as far as like what they actually were chanting and doing, I do not know. But we yeah. know of one thing that they say today. All right, so um, the costumes were thought to be a way of imitating and disguising oneself from the spirits, so looking like them or even scaring them away. Historian Ronald Hutton writes, when imitating malignant spirits, it was a very short step from guising to playing pranks. That's what he said. That's the end of the quote. So playing pranks at Samhain is recorded in the Scottish Highlands as far back as 1736, and it was common in Ireland, which led to Samhain being nicknamed, quote, Mischief Night in some parts. Um, Where I grew up, we didn't have Mischief Night, but I've heard some parts of America have that. Did you guys grow up with the Mischief Night? No. I saw it on Rocket Power. Uh, Oh, yeah. You remember Mischief Night was the night before Halloween? Yeah. That's right. No, where I grew up every night was Mischief Night. Those are stories for another time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so wearing costume at Halloween spread to England in the 20th century, as did the custom of playing pranks, though there had been mumming at other festivals. So mumming, I guess, just kind of something that people do. Every time you say that, I just keep thinking that you mean like mummifying I know every time I read it, I think I'm saying the wrong thing. <laughs> At the time of the mass transatlantic Irish and Scottish immigration, which popu- popularized Halloween in North America, Halloween in Ireland and Scotland had a strong tradition of guising and pranks, which I think is kind of fun because we still do pranks to this day. And it's like, well, these pranks are justified. They're historical and cultural prank- pranks. Part of tradition. Yes. And so trick or treating, so that has to do like related to like the tricking or getting the food, um, may have come from the custom of going door to door, collecting food for Samhain feasts, fuel for Samhain bonfires. So maybe they would give you like some firewood when you went to people's doors and or offerings for the, um, the spirits. Alternatively, it may have come from the All Saints, All Souls custom of collecting soul cakes, which I did not look up what that meant, but apparently it exists. A soul cake, also known as a soulness cake. See, this is the interesting thing about the Christian calendar is that they attach mus to a lot of things like Christmas, it's mm-hmm. Christmas, right? Michaelmas. We just celebrated Michaelmas, which is the feast of St. Michael and all angels. And this is Solmus, which I am assuming is All Saints Day. That's um, super cool. Yeah. The, the, uh, the calendar is really interesting. Um, this is a really long article. I'm not actually going to. Okay. I'm not going to. Well, those interested can look up Soul Cakes and Solmus. I definitely want to look to see if there's a recipe for this and try it out. The cakes often simply referred to as souls, weird, (gasps) given out to solars, mainly consisted of children and the poor, who go from door to door during the days of all Hallowtide, singing and saying prayers for the souls of the givers and their friends. All right, so um, Irish and Scottish children carve their own scary faces in turnips potatoes that must be incredibly difficult and beets how would you do that in a beet i don't know 
setting these ghastly faces by their homes or in their windowsills to either represent the spirits or supernatural beings out at night or to ward off the undead um, and those pesky wandering spirits such as Stingy Jack. So similar to like the guising and the mumming with all the the veil between um, this world and the other world. Um, and it was called the other world for some reason, not like the afterworld or the afterlife or the, um, the beyond or whatever. Um, so when the veil is thinnest, not only are people dressing to disguise or to scare away, but they're also setting things out to potentially disguise or scare away those spirits. And I just wanted to throw this last piece in here because I thought it was interesting and it brings us back to those vampires. So some superstitious people use jack-o'-lanterns specifically to ward off vampires based on the belief that jack-o'-lanterns light was a way of identifying vampires who, once their identity was known, would just give up their hunt for you. So they're just waltzing up to your house. You have a jack-o'-lantern. They're like, whoops, got to go home or got to go find someone else. (laughs) And that's it. Wow. Well, that's good to know. Another little tidbit to... What if you... Never mind. I don't want to get down that rabbit hole. What? I was going to say, what if you shove like a jack-o'-lantern full of garlic? Then you really get rid of those pesky vampires. Anyway, not related. Well, you would think... I think the light from the jack-o'-lantern is meant... Like when it shines on them, you can tell they're a vampire. And then if they know that you are on the sparkles? case... <laughs> is yes, it because they, they have sparkly skin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No. Like Edward. Stop it. Yeah. Well, they I mean it, it makes it sound like once for some reason based on this superstition, once the vampire knows that you're onto them, they don't want to they're not going to come after you anymore. Wow. Man, well that was a fun spooky story. Yeah. When I did you liked it? Oh, I loved it. Do it was you... okay. Oh. No, I'm just it kidding. Was great, I'm just kidding. Don't it listen to good. him. <laughs> I'd like to thank Wikipedia for writing this for me. Now, do you know when um, the tradition like kind of transitioned over to us making jack-o'-lanterns out of pumpkins? Is it just like that was more available? It had to do with Irish and Scottish immigrants coming to America where pumpkins, which are native to North America, were very very prevalent so it was just easier and like can you seriously imagine carving a beet and filling it with a candle no it can't not it's not happening especially the potatoes can't even don't want to even go there Beets are like this big pumpkins look nicer too they're mm-hmm. like jollier in a way. They're so orange. Than those those fucking turnips. <laughs> Man, they they look like they look like something out of a horror film, honestly. Yeah, well they're meant to be scary. They're pretty scary. That was so short, you guys. We're on a roll. Yeah, I think it's gonna come to like thirty five minutes. What have you seen that? Yes, that's the one I have on the drive. Isn't that so scary? That is so horrifying. Oh my god, that one's that one's kind of cute, actually. The radish. This one's kind of cute. Oh, lady. <laughs> but those turnips, man. <laughs> Damn. Thanks for listening to Weird, Obscure, and Possibly Unsafe. 
This podcast belongs to the Cin- Cinepunks Podcasting Network. You can find more information about the other podcasts on the network and some of the written works that Anna Marie and Jake have both done on their website, cinepunks.com. That's C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X.com. You can find us on Instagram at Weird Obscure Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter.com at Weird Obscure Pod. Oh, and if you have any uh, spooky stories that have happened to you, send them to weirdobscurepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to eventually read them on a future episode. Maybe a spooky Halloween episode, perhaps? Yeah, but the deadline's already gone past by the time we drop this, I think. Maybe we can sneak one in if it's really good. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Send us only a good story. (laughs) Yeah, don't send us bad stories. (laughs) Only send us good stories. Weirdobscurepodcast at gmail.com. Let's hear your fear. Oh, nice. We want to hear your fear. (laughs) Have a spooky season, friends. Enjoy it. Get those pumpkins, carve those jack-o'-lanterns, put them on your front step, and scare away those... spirits (laughs) spirits <laughs> those those wandering spirits disguise yourself keep that silver tongue licking <laughs> oh okay bye you scare those wombats <laughs> scare those wombats what the, what does that have to do with anything it doesn't melissa said wandering spirits but when she said <laughs> okay anyway. you have to cut out oh, every, you have to cut spirits. out like everything that's happening this is chaos this is complete chaos I don't know where to leave off. Where should we take, where should we like say goodbye? All right. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Have a great spooky season. Spooky Halloween. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.